You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Tox Arotere. This is episode 85. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast, where we believe the mind is the engine room of your life. Episode 85 is When Time Manages You. How to avoid decision fatigue. How are you doing, my dear friend? I hope you're well. I hope you are thriving. And if things are not the way that they are, or rather, if things are not the way you want it to be, then I pray you have the vision and the clarity to see that it's not always going to be like that. And every day things get better. And even more importantly, Whatever your senses pick up is not the entirety and the reality of your life. And that's just the truth. So how have you been? What have you been up to? I have been recuperating from an incredibly busy and stressful life. (laughs) And that is the inspiration for today's episode. I think that I have entered a new phase And I'd want you to come into this new phase with me as well, if you are not already there. And that is living a life where you manage your life and not life managing you. Where you manage time as opposed to time managing you. Where you call the shots of your life and not allow circumstances to drive you. My hope is that by the end of today's episode... You will give yourself the time and the space to reconsider much of how you have been living life and how you manage your time and your day from one day to the next and see if there is room for improvement so that you can live deeply and more fulfilling. A few weeks ago, I had an appointment to see a client and I was seven minutes late. Now there was absolutely no reason for that because I knew about the meeting, we had booked it together and it was in fact the most important meeting for my day. And as I raced to her home, chastising myself, I didn't even have all of my stuff together. I had uh, forgotten a few things and I'm running and racing through London. I went by public transport And I didn't even know where I was going. So I'm using Google Maps and everything. I began vowing that this will never happen again. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to deal with being late once and for all. Because I've noticed that when I'm late for appointments, it tends to be under the seven minute mark. Or rather under 10 minutes. It's always three minutes, four minutes, seven minutes. You know, and I thought... Why is it the same length of time? And I'm sure I've read something about this somewhere. (laughs) Psychologists have analyzed people like me. So that was the thing that was very heavy on my mind that particular day is what's driving this lateness. And I've got to address it once and for all. So I realized that just because I was desperate for change did not mean that change was going to happen. It didn't matter how strongly I wanted it. 
if my action was going to be any different, then my mind had to agree first of all. And around that time, I listened to Valerie Burton's podcast episode on how to make peace with lost time. I highly recommend her podcast and I highly recommend Valerie as I've done many times on this podcast in the past. Her books, programs, anything really that she puts out, I'm here for it. (laughs) Years ago, I learned that it was more beneficial for me to derive my self-help and personal growth information from a very limited number of sources. And to be honest, one or two, and that's it. Yes, everyone else out there is going to inspire you. Everyone, there's so many, there is so much inspirational material out there and they are very often true and very helpful and all of that stuff. But just because there is a lot out there doesn't mean that you should grab all that there is. Personally, I think that find one person, two people that resonate well with you and speak the language and speaks to your soul and stick with them. So that's me. For me, that's Valerie and another another one's Napoleon Hill. And so I'm listening to her podcast on how to make peace with lost time. That was all about regrets and coming to terms with time that you've lost, you know, when things don't pan out how you expected. And we're talking major things like having a baby or financial security or having the career of your dreams. And then you realize that the time window is gone. It's coming to terms with that. So I listened to it against the backdrop of an incredibly busy and stressful day. That particular day, I'd walked into my shop to see that the boxes I ordered for our international clients were too big and they were expensive. And I had these big custom-made cardboard boxes and had to think about how to make them work because the larger the boxes, it doesn't matter if it weighs zero kilograms, they calculate the weight based on the size. So it's the volume. So it meant higher shipping costs, which is not good. And then I started to reprimand myself for making such an obvious rookie mistake. At the moment, we're short-staffed and this isn't something I would normally deal with. And then on top of that, I had to deal with the issue itself. And it was one emotion layer in itself on top of another, which just made things even worse and more complicated. As I walked in, first I saw the box and in a space of maybe 30 seconds, all kinds of thoughts went through my mind from uh, how silly was I to have ordered these sizes and what am I going to do and how am I going to make them small and do I need to order new ones and how long will it take for it to come? All of that was going through my mind when my uh, manager said to me that she needed some information following the meeting we'd had the day before with another business and I hadn't even had the time or the space to think about it and this was a meeting that didn't even go well and I was still reeling from the disappointment so because of that I'd avoided even thinking about it I didn't want to face the discomfort of the reality that they were not agreeing to our terms 
And then my husband called because one of our boys had an issue at school and I had yet another decision to make. And this was going to be made later in the day. So I'm standing at work, 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm facing decisions physically and situations physically. My senses are picking them up. And then I'm also receiving text messages and information that's telling me that also, by the way, when you get home, you'll have new decisions to make that are difficult and uncomfortable. So I knew not to allow my circumstances to instruct me because what it would do would be to feed the thoughts and create emotions and that's what would drive the action. So rather than solving problems and rather than doing the work that I'm supposed to do for the day, I'd find myself facing and dealing with distractions or trying to do things that will remove me from the physical reality I was facing because I didn't want to face the facts. And then on top of that, I also had work to do on the business that would bring in money because that's the point of a business. Oh, and there was this legal issue as well with a scam agency I managed to get entangled with. And that I also had to deal with. And I was looking for new staff. And I had a speaking event the following day, which I hadn't prepared for. And it was required that I came with my A game. I always come with my A game anyway, regardless of who I'm speaking with. But this was a an organization that it was really a privilege to speak to. And I could not afford not to come as my best self. I had not prepared for that. So I felt forced to make decisions that I didn't even have the space to think through. I didn't have the time to think through, but they were all demanding that I do so now. I felt incredibly overwhelmed and the stress of everything weighed heavily. So I got my journal out and I just wrote everything that I've just said to you. You know, I listed everything. The first thing that happened was acknowledging that I was overwhelmed was freeing. It was almost like I was transferring the overwhelm from my mind onto paper. So that let some of the steam out just a little bit and gave me a sense of control that all wasn't lost and I could possibly navigate this whole thing where I was. And then I listed every single thing. I listed my emotions as well, listed the fact that I was angry at myself for some of the mistakes I had made and began to make new agreements with myself on what to do going forward to prevent this sort of thing from happening. And my general conclusion was in guarding my space. I felt I needed to guard my space because everything seemed to be encroaching on my space and there was nothing, there was no room for me to breathe, for me to walk because everywhere I turned, there was a demand. And then I felt like I also needed to guard my access to me, like reduce the access that people have to me. And by that, I meant even at work, there needs to be a space where I deal with situations and not be easily accessed and then putting things in their own time. 
scheduling and making sure that things are placed in their own space and time and I stick to that. Now, the reason why that is not a situation in my life today is because I kind of feel like, or I've always felt or believed this lie that scheduling is restrictive, that by having things written down on a specific time and date would restrict me. And I felt there was a sense of being held back, but I want to be free. But the reverse is actually true because by doing that, you're giving your life to the atmosphere, to time, to just decide when things happen and you don't know what's happening from one moment to the next. And that's when problems show up because you did not make space for it to not happen. Not in all cases, but generally. But I felt out of control and decided to take back my life. First thing was, okay, why am I late? You know, why, what are the thoughts that go through my mind? The first thing was the belief of being invincible and that I can magically make up 10 minutes of wasted time. (laughs) And that's a false perception because you cannot win against the race of time. And then the next thing was seeing that I see every day as a challenge, a rush to prove that I can do it. And so I'm squeezing activities into a space that's too small and then challenge myself that I can get it all done. And my words to me was, talks you're enough. You don't need an emotional or physical validation of your abilities. And then I realized I think this is probably the biggest one, was I don't want to waste time. (laughs) I'm drawn to the freedom of non-commitment and I don't want to tie myself down to a timeline. And this is a lie and a deception because when you don't set boundaries around your day with time, you'll be at the mercy of the wind. Setting time boundaries is self-love and self-respect. I think there's also another one, which is having the mindset of there being so much to do and not enough time. And so if you wake up in the morning with that mindset of a lack of time or feeling that your list is so long that there isn't enough time to manage and to feel, do everything on the list, chances are you will operate in the same space of that belief. So this week was much better. I did a lot of pre-planning and scheduling and having things on my calendar. Two days back to back was literally non-stop driving across London. Central London traffic is crazy. I don't know what's going on. Add to that the roadworks. And so to go from one end of London to the other would take you twice the time it used to take. And I had multiple appointments and stuff I needed to do, which I had kept saying, yes, I'll do. Yes, I'll do. And I uh, made my way across. And by the end of the day, I was exhausted. I must have had like 15 things to do on that day. And I did most of them. End of the day, I felt a sense of fulfillment. Like, wow, this is it. I'm living the life I 
feel more in control. But then I still was missing something crucial. So fast forward to two days later when I had another appointment with a client. I knew ahead of time I had this appointment. I didn't want to repeat of the last two days where I was running around like a headless chicken even though I was productive. And what I did instead was schedule three things in my calendar as opposed to two. One client meeting, one business meeting, and an hour in the shop to sort out recruitment. And that was my plan for the entire day. The first thought that accosted me was, all the time in the day is going to go to waste if you only do three things. You have so much to do. Why would you want to waste the rest of the time? What are you going to use it for? But thankfully, I ignored that voice. So I went for my appointment and I got there one hour early, turned my car into an office (laughs) and prepared my mood board and did all the stuff that I needed prior to the appointment. And it was really, really good. First thing I noticed was the sense of confidence in that meeting that I had, which came from having the space to think and to breathe. It wasn't rushed. It wasn't a, oh, let me hurry up and dump all my knowledge and my inspiration on this client. It was a conversation where I allowed her to consider my ideas. It's a design consultation. Allowed her to consider my ideas and gave myself time to explain to her what will work, what won't work. Gave her the space to imagine what the nursery will look like. And it was a meeting that lasted an hour and a half, but it was a very productive one. And not once did I think I need to get out of here by this particular time so I can rush off to quickly get a few things done. And then I got back in the car and I still had about 26 minutes of parking time, which was when I wrote down the notes from the meeting and I uh, made some new decisions as well. Like I need to have a better process based on that meeting, what to do next time in a similar meeting, what lessons I learned because every experience comes with lessons. But if you don't stop to handpick them, you wouldn't find them. And then I began my drive to my next appointment, which was an hour and a half from that time, but I arrived there with half an hour to kill, actually 40 minutes to kill. I was able to have a phone meeting again with a member of staff in that space of time. I was able to prep for my meeting. I was able to pray because it was a very significant and important one. And then I go in there and again, killed it. It was brilliant. It was great. I needed to do a presentation. I had to have some negotiations and uh, conversations around working together. And it was incredibly good. Now, I realize as well that it's not just about your knowledge. When you attend proposals or meetings, you have situations where you need to bring yourself to the table. It's not about your knowledge, but there are unspoken words And there is an invisible quality and a presence that you also bring with you to the space. 
And if you haven't given yourself the buffer, the time to assume that person, you know, to allow that spirit, if you like, to to embody you or for you to be embodied by that spirit of calmness and knowledge and confidence and, you know, knowing who you are, if you're a Christian, knowing who you are in Christ, you will walk in with just your knowledge and nothing more than that. And this invisible power that you carry, that your presence has, will supersede and overwhelm and cover and elevate anything that you come to the table with. And I saw that happen at the meeting. I saw a level of eloquence that I didn't think I had. I saw a take chargeness <laughs> that allowed me to stare the conversation and allowed the people in the room to pay attention intently. And I could see that they were not simply listening to my words, but they were being entranced, if you like, by this invisible power. I guarantee you that if I did not have the space, if I didn't create the buffer around my time, my mind, around the day, I would have walked in with head knowledge and nothing else. Have you ever been in a situation where someone comes into the room and you just like them or you just cannot stand them? <laughs> and there, there's people I've, I've come, I've met where I've just fallen in love with them. I don't even know much about them, but there is something about their presence that they bring in that carries peace with them or calmness or authenticity or love. And then there are people who, when they come in, you just can't wait to get away from them because they're carrying conflict and anguish and annoyance and just all sorts of low-level emotions. I believe that we are all capable of walking in with a power that's greater than us. And just because you know you have that power does not mean you have given the power room to operate in the space around you. And so I realized another thing, which was that I valued quantity over quality because the previous days I'd spent back-to-back days working and running around London, having meetings, squeezing more and more into my day. Even when I had a five-minute breather, I will think, oh, I can make a quick phone call in this time. And when I decided to only fit three things and nothing more in, I had the space to think, to observe and to learn. And so much percolated to the surface. And so I got home that day and I was feeling very fulfilled. Everything that I wanted happened. Everything went well. And my joy didn't come from the fact that things went well. That was great. That was awesome. But it came from a sense of control that I had over my own life, right? Then I ended up with a terrible migraine. I went straight to bed. My kids, I had promised them and my husband I was going to make lasagna. But I went straight to bed because I was tired and I had this headache. My plan was to wake up two hours later and make them a late 
dinner because they were really looking forward to it. So I go downstairs two hours later to say, I'm really sorry, guys, it's not going to happen. I just need to stay in bed. And I had a nice chat with two of my boys who were in the kitchen. And it was just a life lesson, something I had learned earlier in the day, shared it with them and they shared their opinion. And it was a joy for me to listen to them and to see how they think and see how mature they have grown. And the truth is we talk all the time. We have these conversations all the time, but I never give enough room to recognize the growth that's going on in their lives. Because what happens is we have the conversations and I get excited and I think, yay, this child's um, smart. And then I move on to the next. But I don't let it sit with me because I've never given myself the time to enjoy, to observe and to be thankful for the children God has blessed me with. And so I went to back up to bed and I sat there thinking about it in the dark and the quiet. And I thought, my life is incredibly blessed. I have everything I need. I have all that I need to become all I was created to be. But I wouldn't know it if I didn't stop to observe, to listen and to learn. I realized that like I had done two days prior, waking up to tick the boxes of a long list was how I'd expected I wanted my life to pan out. I thought that I had to tick these boxes and it was an expectation I had, you know, but creating buffers will allow you to handpick what you want your life to look like and not allow you to fall into the plans of society or friends or family or the world's expectations for you. Valuing quality over quantity is a game changer. Like I've woken up just filled with peace today. Long may it continue. I want to leave you with these words. Action steps if you like. Build buffers around your appointments. Don't pack your diary full. You're not in a race. You were created to leave and not race. Understand that self-care and self-love and worthiness are increased when you become a person of your words. And when you become a person of your words, it's not just telling someone you're going to be there at four o'clock and you turn up at four, but it's telling yourself you're going to leave the house at three o'clock and you leave at three, even if you know that you're going to get there earlier. I hope you've been inspired to live a more fulfilling, richer life to love more deeply and to be more considerate of yourself. Love yourself more. It's a sign of love when you give attention and time and space to yourself. And on that note, this is going to be my last episode for a while. I'm taking a summer break and will return in September after school resumes Because in the spirit of buffers, I need to buffer the final part of 2023 with some space and time. (laughs) There will be some changes on our return, all good stuff. But I cannot thank you enough for riding with me so far 
for listening, for sharing, for reviewing this podcast. It has been such a great journey and I look forward to so much more with you in the next season. Now, if you have not reviewed it, if you haven't given us a five-star rating, please do so. Every single rating, every review really does help to improve and increase the listenership. It actually makes a difference. So I'd really appreciate if you take two minutes, one minute even, to just give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever. And I also want to ask if you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast as well with friends and family. Going on a summer break means that you get an opportunity to re-listen to some of the episodes that resonate with you that spoke to you, it'd be great to go back, listen and see what you can learn again or how you've grown from the first time you heard it. I guarantee you that it makes all the difference in the world. If we're not connected on social media, you want to do so because I'm continuing to post on there. One of the things that I do is my journal entry. I read an entry from my journal once a week and talk about how I navigated a particular situation. It is probably my most requested feature because from time to time I disappear and people would DM me and ask, where is it? (laughs) What do you think you're doing? And I know why, because I am quite open on it and, you know, sharing my thoughts authentically has shown me that we all pretty much share the same thoughts. People say, this is exactly what I'm going through, or this is exactly what I was thinking. So you don't want to miss that. In the meantime, have a wonderful summer and remember to leave from the inside out. Talk to you soon. 